This is Jacob Belinsky, the director of Three Tears on Bloodstained Flesh, and you're listening to Gruesome Herzog, the voice of horror. Hello, everyone. This is Gruesome Herzog. My very special guest is director, writer, Jacob Belinsky. The film we're going to talk about is called Three Tears on Bloodstained Flesh, and it'll be making its debut sometime in 2012. Jacob, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Great. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on. Oh, no, that pleasure's all mine. Thanks for having me. No problem. I want to give special thanks to B- PJ Starks for uh, contacting me, and uh, and then he contacted you, and that's how the interview came about. So thanks, PJ. Yeah, PJ, thank you very much. He's great. Now, um, I've been hearing some stuff about this probably for the last two or three weeks. I mean, it's kind of hard to keep track of every film that's out there. And thanks to PJ, he brought to my attention. So go ahead if you want to. You can give the listeners an idea of the, this film, of what it's about, and, you know, uh, what's going on with it. Okay, well, um, Three Tears on Bloodstained Flesh is uh, my second feature. Um, we shot it here in southern Indiana uh, this past fall, and it is sort of my homage to the giallo. I'm kind of obsessed with 70s Italian cinema, and so it's sort of a modern, midwesternized giallo. Um, tells a tale of a guy named Dominic, who returns to the small town that he's long since abandoned to bury his niece, who's recently passed away. Uh, he's convinced that her death was not accidental, despite what everyone's telling him, so he starts probing about the town. He's sort of very much a bull and china shop type, you know, kind of would rather beat people up and ask questions later, sort of what's happened to her. And as he's probing around the town, he discovers their dark secrets and that there was more behind her death than what it was originally in, conceived. And he discovers that the town is overrun by a very deranged cult and a very high body count ensues. And the ground is stained with blood, hence the title. So Now, Bill, Bill Gobin played the character of Dominic Merrick, yep. correct? Now, let me give you a quick answer, quick question here. Now, in order to get your cast, now, how did you ever come across Bill Gobin? Actually, Bill and I have been friends for quite a few years now. Um, we, you know, both were in Evansville and kind of ran into each other, uh, I don't remember what, it was several years ago. Um, and I did a, a pilot, a uh, trailer for a pilot for a reality show that he was trying to put together and, you know, sort of kept in touch since then, very like-minded in terms of uh, what we like when it comes to film and everything and he had been asking me if uh, I had a project that I was wanting to do recently and you know I just finished my last feature Shade of Grey and I was looking for something uh, to come up with as a follow-up project Uh, and he asked me if any of the ones the scripts that I already had written that I was considering doing next had uh, a role for him and you know we were friends, but to be perfectly honest, no, none of them did. I just didn't see him fitting any of the roles. So we started brainstorming, you know, something that he could tackle. And I started thinking, well, what kind of role would I like him to play? And he asked me, well, what kind of movie do you want to do? And I said, well, I've always really wanted to do sort of a modern giallo and play with the genre a little bit. So uh, I sat down and I wrote the script, and I essentially wrote the part for him. Um, so he was kind of the only one that whenever we went into the project and said we were going to do it, uh, that was attached. So... Um, guess, you know, just because we were friends and we wanted to work together and I wanted to sort of customize a part for him. That's how that kind of came to be. That's excellent. Now, there's two actors that's going to be in this film that I'm very familiar with. I will okay. start with the funny guy, Sonny Burnett. <laughs> Sonny. Sonny's great. I love Sonny, yeah. And I'm going to say this now. I haven't said it publicly. And I'm hoping that Jim O'Rear hears this interview. I call him the Rob Schneider of the horror industry because 
I've talked to Jim quite a few times. He sent me a bunch of films that he had, his um, zombie film Scream Farm. And mm-hmm. uh, we had and, and in two interviews lined up, and due to my work schedule, we had to cancel it. But I haven't had a chance to tell him this. But you know yourself, when you see Jim O'Rear in a movie, um, I watched him in a zombie film just recently. And the way he performs, I mean, he's he's his own self. But when I see oh, him, he reminds me of a Rob Schneider, but in the horror in the horror genre. And I I like Jim Rear. I love his acting ability. This boy, this guy can turn any role and make it funny. It's just amazing. And I think that's a good choice to have. Oh him yeah, in this no, film. Jim Jim is fantastic. Uh, this is actually our our first time working together. I. Uh, was working on casting, and he was in a, a good friend of mine, Josh Hull, his recent movie, Beverly Lane. That's and it. And Jim actually jumped on a, a Facebook thread uh, one night that I was posting about casting and auditions. And, well, you know, like we, we were trying to finalize casting, and I was taking some more video auditions. And he's like, you're making a movie? Can I come play? And I was like, ah. Oh. So next thing I know, later that night, we were trading messages back and forth. And, you know, I was like, well, I've got a couple roles that are still available. And I tried to think, you know, having seen him in films before, what I thought would be a good fit for him. And, you know, I ultimately settled on the character of Russell, who's the uh, strip club owner. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I actually, actually bringing him on, you know, because it was, it was kind of a smaller part, you know, basically entailed him coming out for a day to film. And, uh, you know, we started talking about the role a little bit more, and I, I kind of realized, yeah, Jim's coming, we should have a little more fun with it. So I went back and rewrote additional, like, dialogue for him and kind of blimped his role up just so, you know, we could have a little bit of fun on set. And he, he absolutely knocked it out of the park. Both him and Sonny are fantastic. Now, Sonny I'd worked with before, but either one of them I would recommend to anyone and love to work with again. I agree. Now, that's that's something I was talking about. I watched Beverly Lane, and I've seen Jim O'Rear in there. I mean, I've seen him, obviously, before that, but to Oh, yeah, me, he's been in, like, what, 100 movies or something. Yeah, guys everywhere. Beverly Lane, to me, was um, when I rate zombie films from 2011, Beverly Lane is in the top three, the three that I've seen this year that I really enjoyed. And uh, Joshua Hall did a great job in that film for the budget he had. And that was, like I said, you know, it's just amazing that Indiana alone has a lot of great actors from that state. You know, it's like I said before, a lot of a lot of states, the crews hang together. You know, it's like Kentucky Mm -hmm. has their own deal. I mean, it's Sonny Burnett. If I'm mistaken, is he not in Kentucky? Or Uh, yeah, Sonny's in Kentucky. Yeah, because his friend Russ Crowley. Those two go back and forth all the time on Facebook, so I, I know both of them. I interviewed Ross Crowley, but yeah, yeah. Actually, I just watched Sunny Burnett in a, a, a film the other day that uh, Santa Claus versus the Zombies. Oh yeah, there you he go. played the old guy, the principal in there. That was. Uh... <laughs> but anyways, I don't I don't want to get off track, but you know, I think this film has my interest. I like the seventies, you know, the seventies style. Of today's film, same goes. I'm a big '80s horror fan, and I like it when oh, yeah. they throw the, the '80s feel in movies today as well. Because you can get cheesy. I like cheesy. '80s is cheesy. Oh, well, I love and, cheesy. You know, that's, honestly, that's the shit I grew up on. So exactly, <laughs> exactly. Now, is um, do you roughly have an idea of when the public can get a good taste of any updates on you know when the possible date? I mean, you can't pinpoint it. Obviously, you can't. But is it like late summer? Uh, yeah, the, the goal is to start having a final cut ready for promotional screenings and festival submissions over the summer. Okay. Um, I know that's sort of a, a wide window, but uh, 
summer would probably be when it first starts being released. Yeah. Uh, you know, with festivals obviously submitting there, that could be later in the fall or winter, you know, because it takes a few months to narrow down, and fingers crossed, hopefully we get into some. But uh, I would start promotional screenings over the summer, I would say. All right, well, out of, out of respect for the rest of the cast, uh, do you know the whole cast, or do you want me to mention them all? Just give them a shout-out. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, no, I, I know I know most of them. Do you know, like, do you want me to just... Yeah, go ahead, go, ahead, go ahead and run them down and, and give them some shout-outs of who's in the film, just to be, you know, fair. Yeah, oh, well, hey, they, they believe me, they earned it. Um, okay, so we've got Bill Govin, who's playing the lead, Dominic, and then we have, as sort of his nemesis, uh, Jim Doherty is playing Sheriff Rex Drisco. Uh, as Dominic's daughter, Kendall, we have Kayla Krantz. Uh, as his sister, Stella, we've got Angela Steele. Um, Casey, who is one of the townies, she's played by Rosalind Rubin. Father Gabriel is played by Scott Gagno, who he and I go... He and uh, Rosalind and I, we go way, way back, so I've worked with them a few times now. And then uh, a couple other people in the movie, we got Grant Musgatsky, Kevin Roach, Sidney Shripka, Alex Hahn, Julie Pyle, Eric Schroeder, Sonny, well, we talked about Sonny, obviously, Eric Dillon, Joe Atkinson, and, I mean, we have just a ton of, you know, one-scene character bits, like, you know, anywhere from uh, uh, Rusty James to David Bunnell, uh Scott Fisher, you know, we just there's some fantastic uh, Tom Fisher. Wow, I got him and Scott mixed up. I can't believe that. But yeah, Tom <laughs> Fisher, and then uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's really just filled with uh, some fantastic character bits. You know, like there's a lot of characters that maybe are only in one scene, but you know, everyone is. Uh, I mean, seriously, I know every filmmaker says this, but I really do have like the best cast and crew in the world uh, for this one. I mean, everybody just came out because they love the movie, and it was. It was one of those situations where it wasn't work at all. It was just kind of playtime. Exactly. And I love it. that's you know you know filmmaking is supposed to be fun. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's the bulk of uh, bulk of the group. I am very familiar with Rusty James because he is married to a beautiful, lovely, good friend Cindy. of mine, Cindy Maples. Ah, uh, Cindy's great. Yeah, yeah. I both love of them Cindy. are good friends and incredibly talented. Yep, Cindy Maples. I, I interviewed her, and, and 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 I call her Patty Duke of today. Ah. If, if you listen to her voice, the way she acts reminds me of Patty Duke. Ask oh, her wow. about it when you see her again. <laughs> You'll oh, get a chuckle out of it. Oh, and uh, actually, I, I should also probably name drop Mark Nash. Uh, he came out and played a, a crazy hermit in town named Henry, and he was kind of fantastic too. He's been a lot of stuff. So Mark A. Nash. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, I'm very, very interested. Um, you know, when, especially when it's brought to my attention. Of course, I do my homework. You have to, you know. And uh, <laughs> I find this very interesting, you know. And uh, I wish a lot of success. I think it's going to be, you know, you have that '70s feel, like you mentioned about. And I know a lot of people today talk about '70s films, you know. And I think. Yeah, though you know you're on the right track. That's what, you know. I'm babbling. No, thank you. I'm babbling, but it's kind of <laughs> hard to say a lot about it, knowing that's not ready yet. But uh, um, but you know you have a cast to start with, and I, mean, I wish you a lot of success. I really do. Oh, thank you. You know, and I uh, give a special thanks again to PJ for um, hooking us up to get this thing out there for people to check out and. Be surprised. This could be one of them classics 30 years from now. You never know. 
That's what we're hoping for. I'm trying to, <laughs> you know, I basically am trying to make a movie, you know, that I, I can, like, that's sort of an homage to those ones that uh, I consider cult classics. Uh, I mean, I hope that it does well enough to that. You can never really plan, but, uh, yeah, no, I... Basically, I made the kind of movie that I enjoy watching, and I hope that others enjoy watching it, too. Well, it ain't the same genre, but I can pick three films from the 70s that basically had zero budgets in their iconic movies today. You know what they are? Texas Chainsaw Massacre, super, super low budget. Dawn Mm -hmm. the Dead, super, super Mm -hmm. low budget. Last House on the Left, super, super low budget. There's many more like that. What's that? I said you're picking three of my favorites right there. That's my three favorites, too. And, you know, the, the Hills Have Eyes, all of them from the 70s that, you know... Well, as a matter of fact, I'll tell a quick story. I, I heard an interview of um, Mrs. Voorhees from the Friday 13th in the 1980 yeah. movie. And, he, and she said in an interview, she said... And a lot of them say this. When Friday the 13th was made, nobody thought, Oh, God, this, this, this thing ain't going nowhere. Look at it today. Super low budget film from 1980 is an iconic masterpiece today. So you never know. Absolutely. So, well spoken words. You never know. <laughs> uh, you, you never do. Hey, film. It's always a crazy thing. You never know what's gonna happen. No problems. So, anything else you want to mention before we go? Um. Yeah. Just uh, you know, everybody, feel free to keep tabs on it and check it out on the website or like us on Facebook. That would be great. Uh, or you can keep tabs and see some uh, should probably have some screencasts and a trailer here uh, before too long to kind of continue the promotional train and uh, look for it later this summer and see what uh, what we did running around Indiana being crazy for a couple weeks. Interesting. Anxious to see it. And all the links will be on that interview. The websites, the Facebook. So all I got to do is go in there and click, click, like, add, however. So... Excellent. Thanks a lot for coming on. I appreciate you coming on and talking about this. I'm psyched. I'm Thank check you, sir. I appreciate it very much. No problem. And uh, you take care of yourself. You too. Thanks, Jacob. Thanks. We'll see Bye. you.